Heyo. I'm already oh, asleep. Geez, you should be way more excited today. <laughs> Live. I'm going to feign excitement. Live from the Doug. <laughs> Wait, from the Doug Chia's basement? Behind yeah, his dual class shares. It's a Doug no, Chia woke Wednesday edition of Business Pants. Joined as always by our BS correspondent, Matt Biscardi. And today we have a special guest. We have a fancy expert joining us, the president of Soundboard Governance and fellow at the Rutgers Center for Corporate Law and Governance, Doug Chia. Is that all true, Doug? That is all true. Okay. Doesn't as of, Some as of, of that today. doesn't sound right. <laughs> Why would that not be the true? Middle, the middle portion felt like an embellishment. <laughs> it's all good. I'm uh, I'm an Exxon board member. I didn't realize that. And today's Arcane Magic called December seventh, twenty twenty two. A woke governance game called Idiot or Ignorant. Before we get to that, today's episode is sponsored by S Gauge, your ESG data solution. We don't actually have a the great Paul Hodgson has not sent in anything today so we can do whatever we want cool can we talk badly about our one sponsor or do we you have can talk to talk nice badly now? about paul but not about s gauge but i like paul his voice is so oh, well okay if the british accent can really like fool a lot of people you know? <laughs> what are you saying doug about paul i'm not saying about paul i'm just saying the british accent can make you sound smarter so it's true it, can. It's true. Like Jude Law is probably an idiot, but although he just I was recently really at good. dinner with Paul, and let me tell you, the British accent did not help him sound any smarter. <laughs> it didn't. Oh, no. <laughs> after a couple, uh, the sake know, made him sound dumber. Yeah, I was gonna say, or the the, the single malt. So yeah, <laughs> not that I'm <laughs> having dinner with our sponsors. I, that, I feel like yeah, I just breached forty five ethics right there. I'm pretty sure you're out of compliance. I'm going to I tell our compliance team. Social social influence right there. Yes. That's it. Uh, That's it. You're conflicted. Before we get rolling, did that, Doug, is there anything you want to add? Uh, you, you you have, I'll anything? give you the floor. Is there anything you want to say to introduce yourself other than our terrible introduction there? No, no, that was, that's all good. You know, first, uh, long time caller, first time, long time listener, first time caller, long time, first time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're like, yeah, your door is from Queens. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Let's just get right to it, Matt. You ready? You Let's do I, it. Yeah. Let's Matt, do you've this hijacked, thing. You've hijacked the, the agenda today. You're, it looks like you're running the game. I am running the game. And you're afraid that I'm going to make a fool out of of us in front of Doug. No, I know that you're going to make a fool out of us, which means you need to give me a little bit of game music and then stop the game music because I hate the game music. So Uh, what do we got? Give me something. Give me something. See, there it is. So today, in honor of Doug being here, and for those of you who don't know Doug, Doug is a longtime expert in governance shit. We'll just say it like that. I don't have the t-shirt yet, though. So. Yeah, well, th- my t-shirt's <laughs> ironic. I'm hoping your hat is also ironic because I'm a. It's, yeah, there's no irony, back, man. man. Judge is back. <laughs> forty million a year. Take, let's see if some CEO makes more than 40, 40 million a year. Oh, we oh, have just wait, of Jamie. Jamie Dimon is is rejecting forty million from his board and then not rejecting it because he doesn't want to offend them. So exactly. you know. It can happen. Their feelings for taking a dollar. Yeah. 
The game we've crafted specifically for expert Doug Chia is called Idiot or Ignorant, a Governance Fail Headline Game. I've got roughly seven headlines and then some bonus stuff maybe we'll get to if we have time. We're going to go headline by headline. Yeah. And then the the only thing that you have to weigh in, the way this game works is both Damien and Doug say whether or not. Yeah, you're playing too. Um, And then I'll pick who's right. Uh, the you will say whether or not the question I ask after this headline they're an idiot or they're ignorant, and then we so can the explain person, why. But I don't really care. So, so kind of name the person, and I'll say if they're an idiot or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's an example. We'll just start. Yeah. We're just going to kick us off, and right, in yeah. order in order to kick us off, um, I am going to absolutely do this because I hate oh, the background music. Damien chooses the worst background music. Uh, Here's the first one, and you can get a flavor of this. So this is headline just a sample. Is, this sample. is like a sample. This is a this is this is a this one doesn't count. Appetizer. Okay. First call in. Yeah, yeah. Disney's board needs some magic. Is the headline? Yeah. The question I have for you is: Disney's board and Bob Iger, are they idiots or ignorant? And this is on the back of Bob Iger's boomerang CEOing, the sudden axing of um, Bald Bob, Chapik, and all the nonsense going on there. So tell me, Doug, Disney's board, and or Bob Iger, idiots yeah. or ignorant? Uh, Bob Iger is definitely not an idiot. He is oh. definitely not an idiot. Um, you know, anyone who can keep things going for that long be the most influential person at a company who doesn't actually work there anymore and get has gotten paid as much as he has over the years is is no idiot in fact you know i i, I yeah there's certain qualities that i like about that um the However. board i don't think the board are a bunch of idiots i just think they can't seem to get it right and you know disney like in general uh, well, let's see. Let's just say that they are not doing a good job. Oh, and I this like goes it. back to the Eisner years. I mean, this is True. this is not isolated to today. No. This goes back throughout Iger's tenure of, um, you know, kind of saying he's going to retire, then he doesn't, then he signs a new contract, then they have a guy lined up, then they fire that guy, then they actually replace Iger, then they fire that guy. Um, you know, you can say it's all based on performance, but if you look at how Iger got into the role in the first place as um, so brilliant, brilliant, brilliantly uh, explained in James B. Stewart's Disney War, um, mm. you can see this, this company has a long culture, probably going back to Walt himself, of this you know, leadership succession problem and probably leadership dominance. You know, you've got one dominant figure there and it's like, okay, if that person, somehow everyone's deemed that if that person goes away, the company just folds. So I, Eisner convinced everybody of that. He brought in a replacement and, and proceeded to kick him out. And then, you know, Iger takes, they finally get rid of uh Eisner and they bring in Iger and Iger goes on this same kind of, you know, he has like the Iger dynasty where he just can't go away. And every time they, they're like, ah, maybe we should get someone new. They're like, no, no. How can we let this guy go? Everything's going to go bad. Um, 
you know, it's it's like Starbucks with Howard Schultz. It's like, why do they have to keep bringing this guy back? Red flag. I mean, all kinds of red flags if you are so dependent on one person. Yeah. yeah. That's Wait, I, well, you're giving him, it's already over. I don't even get to weigh no, in you here. You can vote next. I'm just telling you that Doug is right. Before you're going to you say Doug vote. is right for everything he says, though. But I have another question. No, because I do think Iger might be partially to blame here. There's two things that occur to me. One, that the most influential person was not at the company already is a red flag of yeah. all of them, right? Like, and, yeah. and second is, um, did the succession planning problem start when Walt Disney froze his brain, um, yes, used absolutely. cryogenics, because he expected to come back and rule the company again when he was unfrozen. I mean, this you're right. This might date back to the original. Well, can I just say the business, the business world missed some big clues here. First of all, they didn't replace Bob with someone as Disney beautiful as Bob. I mean, you, you know, it's true. He you is can't, a Ken doll. You can't go from one Bob to that Bob. It just doesn't work. He's a Ken doll. Secondly, he hovered around kind of bizarrely. He didn't take any real jobs. Remember, he was taking board seats at NFT companies. He was like yeah. Hansel and Gretel. He was breadcrumbing himself around. <laughs> we should have known that he didn't really want to go anywhere. And third of yeah, all, yeah. according to the proxy statement, it says very explicitly, we suck at succession planning. So they are who they said they are. Is that just <laughs> I, I think Bob did want to leave. I think the board went back and begged him. I'm, I'm sure he was like, look, I'm retired. It's been a couple years now. I wrote a book. I'm ready. I'm on the book tour. You know, I look great. And they're like, no, 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 no. We need you to come back because the guy you picked is I, a dud. And I think he was like, okay, fine, fine. So I don't let's disagree. See. I don't disagree, but yet he's one of the only CEOs in this known universe that had negative things to say all along the way. He he somehow his opinion, oh, Jack Dorsey negative said the opinion same thing. kept cropping up in the business press. It's unusual. Jack Dorsey really, said the same thing about not only his CEO, but his board and his entire company as he's and still the chair. I've seen it before. I've seen it before. Usually they kind of, you know, keep it, uh, you know, limited to like dinner with board members or something like that but yeah well i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna Dam answer now matt i'm gonna say yeah, damien vote uh, here neither how about that one is there a, okay, what, what's the third choice there is no third choice you're just wrong and I, um okay. that so was our that was <laughs> that was a that was a sign of our starter question just wait until right. we get to the next question so are you ready for the next one here's the next Always. one the headline is after key changes at disney and exxon Anti-woke investor eyes toxic Home Depot oh. and Chevron. All right. Uh, yeah. I have to preface this. First of all, this is Vivek Ramaswamy and yeah. the anti-woke movement at Strive. This is a quote from Vivek. He said, quote, Exxon, to whom I sent a letter calling for greater diversity of thought in the boardroom. Guess what? Exxon recently announced two directors they were adding. Ramaswamy detailed. And then, quote, the same thing at Disney. I'm happy to see the CEO was booted. After Strive sent a shareholder letter to Disney some number of months ago. So, yeah. Strive anti woke thinking they got Chapek axed, Exxon sure. board members. Are we idiots Absolutely. or are we ignorant? And My well, answer to this is obvious. <laughs> oh. Which is, go ahead. 
Go ahead. Uh, look, this is <laughs> a drum roll. I don't know if I deserve that. This is a clear a clear moment of idiocy here. First of all, what Vivek is really great at is pretending that things should be shareholder driven, but then being angry at all shareholder choices. So yeah. let's take Exxon, yeah, for example. Correct. Those directors were voted in by the shareholders. They had an opportunity. The, the, the dissident yeah. directors were approved by the shareholders. And in fact, in the, the next year, 2022, on average, they received 98% support. So I don't know what he's disagreeing with here. Second of all, the Home Depot thing, Vivek is a certified idiot for this because here's what he says. He says, uh, Strive believes that hiring at Home Depot should be based exclusively on merit without regard to social considerations, which may raise legal liabilities for the company. Okay, this is about the racial equity audit at Home Depot. Uh, Vivek, here's what the audit is actually asking for. An analysis of Home Depot's adverse impacts on non-white stakeholders and communities of color. That's it. Nothing about hiring. It's an absolute, he's an idiot. It's a lie. Zero about hiring, nothing. So he's an, yeah, I agree. He's an idiot. Um, Love it. I'll take a little different angle. You know, anyone who thinks that I, I mean, basically, it's kind of a he's such a an egomaniac that he must be an idiot. I sent a letter to this company and then they did exactly what I said. I sent a company a letter that that's like, no, they did not do it because of you. OK, I, I mean, it's like get over yourself. And, you know, in terms of, yeah, the racial equity audit audit proposal he clearly didn't read it no didn't read it nothing about hiring zero there are different shareholder proposals out there some are looking for kind of let's look at our internal program mm -hmm. our hiring patterns our pay disparity all that kind of stuff that's not the proposal the proposal was are we home depot having some kind of disparate impact on communities particularly you know minority underserved communities are it was we like going four, to it's four sentences long Vivek it wouldn't have taken you very long to do that research but it's like it's just a matter of is this internal and or external he didn't read it he assumed it was internal and it's not so yeah uh, what I like actually most is that most of these racial equity audits now are they're being they're being put out not by like woke nuns it's not like the right. half of them are now by the oh, national <laughs> policy. Like, like it's actually the anti woke who are doing like uh, racial right. equity audits, but for white people, they're saying they, that, like they're they're trying to co opt the whole thing, which we've yes. seen before. And it's this whole like white man's grievance. No offense, guys, but it's, it's like fine, yeah, I'm we get white man's grievance that we're being blamed for everything, and we want to prove that the company who probably has everybody in their executive suite, white guys, you know, somehow is discriminating against white people. Um, you know, it's a ridiculous argument. We can all see it. But these guys, I've dealt with these guys, like, in, you know, in person. You know, they're, they are Tea Party activists posing as shareholders. And, hey, look, the people on the left, they do the same thing. And so they are just saying, hey, we got to get smart as conservatives and get in this game because it's dominated by liberals. And they're right. They're just going at, at it, going about it in an idiotic fashion, and they're getting no support. 
You want to know why it's idiotic? Because they refuse to buy ESG data from ESG data providers to tell them who's woke. Except, and th- what they need to do is they need to buy a bunch of data. But in order to do that, they have to make a bargain with the de- their devil to do it, mm. which is to work with woke corporations, get the data, then use the data that says a company's woke against the company. That, well, that's I, I think you just, you just created a possibility for a new you know type of business, the anti-woke ESG metric. Correct. Anti-woke ESG. You can get more. Yeah. You know what? We we invented board saber metrics. I think it might be time for wait, us to add anti woke indicators. Wait, wait, wait. Is anti woke ESG? Is it woke? Is I, where does the where does the loop Ooh. start? Stop. Ah. I'm My confused, brain is though. exploded. Because they're just because they're exercising a lot of woke uh, uh, tactics here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm just very confused yeah. at what they are. Yeah. Kind of like the free market is great until something out there. I don't like something and then I'm going to ban it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. yeah. Vivek the, is very, say Vivek is very good at this. Trying to, you know, the other side is trying to shut down free speech. So we'll just shut them down entirely, you know? Yeah. Oops. Vivek <laughs> is especially crafty at this because he, he leans greatly on this idea that corporations should only listen to their owners, only listen to the shareholders, but then when the shareholders have a certain perspective, he he comes out against that. So well, he, he says he says those aren't the real yeah. owners. Those are the owners rep- representatives. Those, of black they just happen to be the ones who own a majority of the, the voting interests. Well, I mean, right. yeah, it's kind of like, look, you know, putting the the Exxon board in place, the current one, that wasn't like BlackRock's idea. That wasn't Larry Fink saying, hey, nominate my buddies. This was engine number one. A tiny shareholder just like him who put up nominees and managed to get everybody to support him. So, yeah. Vivek, do the same thing. Where's your candidate? Why not to mention, you? not to mention that he cites instances where sixty-three percent say of the shareholders say yes on something. He blames BlackRock, which owns five percent of that vote. So he, there's just no, <laughs> there's no real there. The math kind is of, not the strong point. People blame, you know, our our friends at ISS. They say, oh, it's all ISS's fault. It's like, no. Look, if you got like more than fifty percent against on your say on pay, that's not just ISS's fault. ISS maybe made up twenty five percent. You know, they they influenced twenty five percent of that vote, maybe. But they did not influence 50. The other 25 is on you, right? I'm going to say you both get 300 points in a game with no points. Um, Thank you. Let's go on to the next headline. The next headline is, um, speaking of ISS. The devil. ISS recommends AIMCO shareholders vote for change on land and buildings, blue universal proxy card. Here's why I brought this up. I know nothing about AIMCO. I didn't research them for this show. All I want to know from Doug is two things. Number one, um, blue pill proxy card. Explain what that is. I know what that is, and Damien knows what that is, but a lot of people don't even know this exists yet. And number two will be... ISS, are they generally an idiot or generally ignorant? Because there oh. seems to be a lot of divisiveness about ISS. All right. Well, the the blue card, I actually don't know anything about. So I can't speak on that. I just oh. thought this was a normal proxy contest where they're, they're sending out a, a piece of paper that happens to be blue. You know, vote for the gold card, <laughs> like vote that. for the blue card. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it seems like blue is a very, you know, 
common color for the dissident to have. Um, okay. You know, the company's the gold card, gold, gold, yeah, proxy card. I, I don't know. Anyway, the ones I've gotten in the mail, um, the ones I got for the DuPont, I think were all blue for, for the dissident. The cool. dissident card should be, what color are tears? That that should be the color of a dissident card. That does feel like blue, doesn't it? It feels clear. The clear card, should it be on like like a clear up, up if like i were them i would use red you know the red the, the card. blood yeah the the stain yeah. from the blood <laughs> of the, the you know waving stakeholder. you know waving the red flag in front of the bull kind of thing but in terms of iss look i've had many you know i've had my battles with iss i've had my um you know Hugs. friendships with people at iss um most of them aren't there anymore um I don't, they're not idiots, okay? I mean, you and I, we all True. know the people who founded ISS. They yeah, are clearly not idiots. They're not idiots. And, idiot. you know, but it's like, look, they are serving, a, they're serving an unmet need. It, you know, ISS exists because the laws basically require something that, like that to exist. And, you know, the, the, the investors, they need a cheap service provider to do this for them. It's just like any other industry where, where you outsource things. So they're not idiots. They're just taking advantage of, of an opportunity. Now, where they might be idiots is if this if they basically have a monopoly, how come they never make any money? And that they have to, <laughs> is that true? They, well, they, they make people. Anyone who buys them offloads them within a couple of years because I just don't think it's a profitable business. I guess it's very low margin. Um, but I, I'm just like, if you've got a monopoly and you can't really be successful and everybody, <laughs> right. you know, you're like a hot potato, you know, I, I don't know what's going on there. <laughs> Damien, I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like the success of ISS is the fact that first of all, half of people buy them. And, this, and to Doug's point, they can't make any money. But somehow still directors get a 95% average four vote. So what what are we fucking complaining about? Like, how could we think that they're terrible at their jobs when all the directors still get voted in on I, average? This is um, a non-story. Again, they're not doing their due diligence of what to complain at. It's the same Larry Fink theory. It's just pick just a complain at Jewish. Jewish. Pick a target. CEO or, or, is or not pick Jewish. a or pick a company that 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 suggests voting based on methodology that they publish before the fact. I, I don't know. There's, oh. there's no story okay. here. Part you can say it's a racket. You know, it's like they're the test taker, but they're also selling the answer. You're not, key. You're not compelled to to use ISS. It's a it's are they, it's available to Dominion? you if you need it. They're the well, Dominion that, of proxy. It's, it's the cheapest way to satisfy a regulatory requirement. That's really what it is. Or All you right, could own gonna, less stuff, make it easier I'm, on yourself. Yeah, I'm but say then you, we're like, we'll, we're indexed, so we have to own everything. It's like no one forced you to be indexed, okay? Yeah. That's your choice. Of no one forced you to wake up in the morning. <laughs> that <laughs> seems true. harsh. Yeah. I, I'm going to say you both said ignorant, not idiots, which gets oh, us to the next one, which, which I am going to, I'm going to um, presage what the outcome is here. But here's the headline. FTX Giselle partnership highlights risks of celebrity ESG roles. And Wait, here's what, what it made me think yeah. of. Damien did a whole bit 
like a couple weeks ago, a show where he covered celebrity board members. Celebrity board members, idiots or ignorant. Well, the celebrity board members, they might not be idiots because they somehow managed to get on boards and get That's paid true. for doing nothing. True. That's true. But, but yeah, I mean, if look, if, if I were an athlete and they say, come on my board, I'd probably be like, Hey, yeah. But, um, the, Aaron you know, I, I think the idiot factor is when Cisco people system? get fooled by this. It's like <laughs> the SPAC, you could tell the SPAC bubble was going to burst when, you know, Colin Kaepernick, A-Rod, all these guys were somehow like involved in SPACs or starting a SPAC. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, that is a sign that this thing is just gone awry. Something bad's going to happen. Just stay away. I don't, I'm I, can I just say, I don't feel comfortable you putting Colin Kaepernick and A-Rod in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, I guess they do represent very different things. Yeah, how dare you? Look, wait, well, Matt, neither of them represent article? board due what diligence. Is, is really what they do. No, no, what is the ESG role? I don't understand the celebrity ESG role. What? Well, what, so what the actual story. Giselle partnership. Yeah, go ahead. The actual story is um, they hire like Giselle has been hired, and I can't quite remember by who okay. to, to as, as like role? the head of sustainability yeah. right. at like, like DraftKings. I think it was or something right. like that. Okay, like, okay. It was very recent. And or and F- FTX was using Giselle to like pimp product, I think. But so it was like Kim Kardashian was on a bunch of crypto stuff and got held accountable for it. She paid a fine. It's basically the use of celebrities as sort of t- token due diligence sure. and or marketing agents. Uh, marketing, I'm gonna answer, Yeah, I'm going to answer it's diligence? ignorant. I'm going to say it's ignorant because it gives idiotic companies like ours a foot in to make fun of the company even more oh That's- all right i like damien's See? answer better sorry doug um because we I, didn't get, I, get- an answer. I didn't give an answer oh, <laughs> i didn't give an answer you said you said that giselle was smart right the athletes are smart well, yeah it's i think the companies it's idiotic to do it so the companies. Look, it's like if you hire Jennifer Aniston to be your spokesperson for your product and on commercials and stuff, yeah, that's one strategy to get attention. But it's like, yeah, you want to put, yeah, Giselle or I don't even know the names of the Kardashians, but one of them on your board. It's just like, what are you doing? It's like Donald Trump inviting Kanye West West in to like talk about civil rights. It's just like, (laughs) okay, this is crime now. (laughs) <laughs> that's, yeah, that uh, that sentence felt like a hate crime. It did. Um, the I so uh, I'm gonna say right now that Giselle, if you want to be our head of sustainability here at Free Float, it's an open invitation because um, I feel like it would be great. Um, next one is another of everyone's favorite um, uh, proxy advisors. The headline is Glass Lewis's updated 2023 proxy guidelines are released. Mm-hmm. And I I actually centered on one thing. And yeah. Doug, you're a lawyer or ex-lawyer or law adjacent. Uh, I, I, you lawyer. understand this. Whatever. I'm married to a lawyer. So, yeah. He's well, close. Enough. Are you like a TV lawyer or are you a real lawyer? <laughs> I'm not a. Well, I'd say the only real lawyers are the ones who actually go to court. I'm not okay. one of them. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the difference between a surgeon and a doctor of literature is that, is that what you're saying <laughs> phd uh, in literature 
Or maybe between like a dentist and a surgeon. Oh, that's good. Oh, ouch. That's okay. good. Um, all right. So here, here's what passed in August of, of this year yeah. at, in the Delaware General, General Assembly. Uh, they actually amended their, their um, code of corporate law to authorize corporations to adopt a provision in their certificate of incorporation that yeah. eliminates or limits monetary liabilities for certain corporate officers for breach of fiduciary duty. Basically, NEOs are their li- liability is further limited if they breach their fiduciary duty if the company authorizes it. Now, companies that are already incorporated in Delaware have to get shareholder approval if they're publicly traded in order to adopt this. And Glass Lewis has said, quote, we will generally recommend voting against such proposals, eliminating uh, monetary liability for breaches of duty, unless compelling rationale for the adoption is provided by the board and the provisions are reasonable. This feels like a slam dunk. Don't limit liability. Is this an idiot move or an ignorant move for Glass Lewis? Uh, no, I think it, it makes all the sense in the world for them to oppose this. You know, and I'll use the fancy legal term, uh, officer exculpation, um, so that yeah. the officers have the same uh, ability to be exculpated from liability as the directors do. It all goes back to kind of the fiduciary duties. If directors have fiduciary duties to the board, uh, to the company, then shouldn't the directors also have the same level? It's like, okay, why why are insiders treated of, with having more responsibility, you know, therefore liability for problems when they all have the same fiduciary duty? So anyway, it's kind of like one of these things that legal nerds like me talk about. Um, it does make sense for Glass-Lewis to oppose this. I guess the thing that you're not pointing out is ISS is actually on the other side. <laughs> is that right? Ooh, yeah, really? Yeah, they're okay with it. And so, um, what's the? Do you know their rationale? No, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't. The thing that struck me about even the Glass Lewis one was, yes, they they will generally vote against it. But they say that about everything. But that's how they. Rationale. That's the language I use for just about I know everything. Is a case by case yes, basis, yes. right? I mean, come on. <laughs> Can't we say this is not case? Can't we just say that like this is one? There isn't a situation in which you would say this is a good idea, right? Like, why would we ever want to limit the liability of fiduciary duty for any group of people? Considering companies still get made, especially those uh, who people run the make company. a tremendous amount of money. It's not like people are like, oh, you know what? I don't want to be an NEO because I don't want increased liability if something goes wrong. No one says. No one's ever said that. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, it kind of goes back to this whole thing with disclosure somehow cures everything, right? Mm. And so it's like, oh, as long as it's disclosed, buyer beware, they know what they're getting into, etc. I mean, I have this argument with people saying, you know, I'm like, look, there should be some restrictions on who can be a board member. You know, my hang up is the golden handcuff thing or the golden whatever you call it, where golden leash where it's like you have a director on there who is being paid separately by the, an activist to be on that board. I'm like, companies should have a right to say, no, you can't do that. You get paid by the company to be the board member. You don't get paid by activists. 
you know, I've got investors saying, no, as long as it's disclosed, we can decide. I'm just like, look, if the company wants to have a rule that says we do not let axe murderers be directors, they should be able to do that. Discriminating against axe murderers. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like if if you wanna if you wanna disclose in your proxy statement that the person's an axe murderer and the investors can decide, like it's like how far do we want to take this? You know. Well, for that our would company, literally let's be Damien's dream. Can. That yeah. disclosure yeah. would be Damien's dream. I want everything. I think I'm a disclosure guy, but some things just you have to have like off limits. I mean, come on, Matt. I like I like the absolutism because I feel I'm gonna, that. Let me answer this question with this. Uh, Viv- Vivek said to Disney, he said, we remind Disney's board that it owes a fiduciary duty solely to Disney's actual owner. So what would Vivek think about this law? That's what I really want to know. I want to know what Vivek thinks about everything. Everything. Really, because, right. Yeah, he'd, be yeah. against, he'd be against officer exculpation for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think well, anybody... Well, populism would, would suggest, right? Yeah. Populists... The populist position is hold them all accountable, right? So, I, yeah, I think generally the logic is try to hold people as accountable as possible. So, yeah. So uh, we're gonna go with um, uh, Glass Lewis. Well done for mostly saying um, that you would vote against this. ISS. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I have to look more into the ISS thing. Um, you know, I have very good sources who tell me this, but. Uh, I think Glass Lewis, you know, it, it's a layup, you know, kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's a layup. I Can like we at that. Least? It's a, it's a, you know, it's the 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 kicking the extra point. If you miss it, that's pretty bad. If you if yeah. you make it, great. You're supposed to. Yeah. Uh, Can we at least agree that Glass Lewis has a much better name than ISS? I, I just yeah, love without Glass a doubt, Lewis. with one hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Well done. The acronyms are so out. Um, know the origins of glass lewis right i mean in terms of no. how the name created it's like so, glass and frank lewis don't talk over the answer <laughs> i'm just guessing so so lewis i i guess it was it lewis powell um supreme court justice uh that you know it's like okay yeah we we like what this guy stands for and i think he might have been the one who created the sec i forget I, i'm losing my mind and then glass so so there's lewis who represents yeah. the person and his ideals then glass is for like transparency it's like the looking glass so, so it really yeah. is okay it really is a metaphor yeah it is so um yeah so 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 the guys who who came up with this um uh you know that that's that's what they were that's what they were i like thinking. it makes I it love even it. better I suddenly like it more. Um, two more yeah. on my list of inc- this. This has got to be the greatest governance game ever played. But really, um, but but idiotic. No, I mean I, not to be redundant here. But the answers you give us are idiotic, man. Idiot or of ignorant. course they are. A, I was just a, looking for alliteration. Clearly, an idiot just, wrote this game. <laughs> I just this isn't a real game. It's, it's we need more choices. Good. Just shut up and play the game. All right, here's your next one. The headline is Tyson CFO pleads not guilty to criminal trespass intoxication charges. And this for background, this is Tyson founder, uh, grandson who Great went grandson. into a stranger's house, mm-hmm. slept in her bed cause he was drunk, 
He had no idea where he was. She called the police. They picked him up. They booked him. Um, he is keeping his job as CFO of Tyson Foods, and the board has said they have full faith in him. Yeah. Now, they here's said, my continued question. Com- continued confidence. Oh, sorry. Continued confidence. Which, which, what we don't know, though, is that maybe they didn't really have a lot of confidence in the first place. So maybe the continuing oh. confidence is like kind of a... It's like low. It's like this middle, kind of <laughs> middle low confidence. Yeah. But here's my question. It isn't about the dude or even the board because Tyson is a dual class family company. It is a fake public company. Investors in Tyson, are they idiots or are they ignorant? Because this is what you get, isn't it? When when it's a controlled company. Yeah. I mean, if you own this company, you know, you're... Well, you're an idiot if you're surprised by this. Yes. Yes. You've got the, the... CFO is a 32 year old kind of family member and apparently can't hold his liquor um, <laughs> and does, you know, stupid things like break into people's houses. Um, yeah, when he's drunk. Now, yeah. some people would say that's his private life, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't seem so private. Yeah. 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 I, I think in today's day and age, you can't have that kind of thing going on. And what are you doing uh, appointing your 32-year-old son or grandson to, to the CFO position of a, of a public company? But look, if you buy shares of that company, you know what you're getting yourself yeah. into. It doesn't make you it should know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt, you kind of left out the best part is that he spent about a month apologizing and then this week pled not guilty. I just like that little yeah. nuance. <laughs> I love I, I, I love apologize it. for... The thing that I was accused of but didn't do. Yeah. Well, I apologize. As it turns out, yeah, exactly. I'm not guilty of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, like the guys who, who, who took steroids. It's like, I just want to apologize. I, I just want to apologize. For what? I just want to apologize. I don't know. Just in yeah. general. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And can I say congratulations for being one of the only CFOs in this, uh, this level of market cap that has footage of him in his underwear at a police station wandering around incoherently. It's a, it's a big moment for us. It's, it's yeah, not only that. It's going to live in, live on in TikTok, you know, yeah. for forever. So yeah, not, not only that, Continued but he's not confidence. guilty of doing that. He, he, that was, that was all alleged, 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 alleged yeah. allegedly. And that was allegedly underwear. his underwear. It could have been a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll uh, have sub- yeah. I got a sub question, which is Tyson air fried frozen chicken nuggets, idiotic or malpractice worthy. They sound disgusting to me. I mean, I, I would I would eat them and then pretend to complain about them later. But I would pretty much. <laughs> anything. I think it's actually it's a good idea as a product, given the uh, the the popularity of the air fryer. But right. I would I wouldn't serve the thing to my kids. <laughs> well, sub sub question: Air fryer, fryer or oven? Isn't it just? It's an oven. oven. It's a little. It's, it's a toaster oven. oven. It? I bought one stupidly. It's a toaster oven. Yeah, it's, I guess it's like what? It's like a convection thing. Is that really what the science is behind it? There, there's yeah, nothing it's heated. Fry. Yeah, yeah, it's heated air. <laughs> just like an oven. They're, they're frying the frying using the oil that's already on this piece of food, right? I, yeah. I don't know. I don't it's know. An oven. I'm a scientist. Yeah. This is, this is maybe the best answer we've ever given on anything this show. Um, and here's my last uh, official question. Sure. 
um, official headline, which is FTX and the problem of unchecked founder power. Now, this is an HBR, uh, a Harvard Business Review story. Um, and it's just like an opinion piece about yeah. a founder power and unchecked founder power where they bring up how not even Mark Zuckerberg was as bad as Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX and the whole thing. And that there is a class of founder power there that where the exception is, you know, works out really well for shareholders and all this stuff. And otherwise unchecked founder power is really bad. Now I have a question that is unchecked founder because any publicly traded company be fake public and have an unchecked founder period. Do we make an exception to this rule? Because once you make one, don't you FOMO? Well, he's not. He wasn't public. Yeah. Right. 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 But but I I mean, you don't need to be a Harvard professor or write in the Harvard Business Review this like case of unchecked power. I mean, like Mm -hmm. if I gave that fact pattern to my 14 year old kid, He'd say, "Yeah, that sounds like a risk. You know, sounds like a bad idea." Um, Agree. But yeah, I mean, this is you look at, at. You know, FTX will be the next best-selling book after Bad Blood. You know, for Theranos and Uber, and you know, it's just like this is so classic, and I have zero sympathy for anyone who lost money out of this. Yeah. You know, he feels bad. I'm like, whatever, man. You you tried. You got greedy. If you put like a you know a couple thousand bucks in to see if you get lucky, that's one thing. If you like put your nest egg in this thing, then you are an idiot. And yes, you know correct. What? That is one hundred percent correct. I don't know why we like. I don't know why we're doing an apology tour to people who who like. You know the deal book conference they just had. Uh, the question FC, uh, Sam Bank from Free got was like, if somebody lost their life savings. Um, what do you say to that person? And <laughs> I would say if I was him. You're a sucker. Who the fuck would put yeah. all their life savings in a fake currency at a like an unregulated unregulated? Entity? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. So I think here the it's like SEC, wake up, come on, like you know what are you waiting for to to do something about this industry that's been around? For well, what a while. what are they waiting for? I, do they even understand the industry? Is the is the real question? Yeah, they got well. I, I think part of it is like. Is this an SEC thing or is it a CFTC thing? Is it a security? Is it a commodity? Is it, you know, currency? You know, and so part of it is this like regulatory. Do you want it? I don't want it. I don't know. Yeah, they're going to be asking this for the next 25 years. They're going to be asking this for the next 50 collapses. Yeah, because they've got lawyers like me who are kind of, you know, dancing on the head of a pin on like this kind of intellectual, you know, legal stuff. And so it's like, look, just, you know, do something. And you know what? And Matt, it is the right analogy is social media and big tech because it's the same, it's the same type of companies that have these egotistical founder CEOs. Right. And, and they're the ones that no one can seem to understand how to regulate. It's the same problem. And, yeah. and I think it's because I wonder if it's just that the people in position to regulate or our legislators are just too old and out of it yeah. because it's, there's no, it, it can't be a coincidence that these are the two industries run by egotistical founders who no one can understand how to regulate. Yeah. Oh, and-, and it goes back. The, the whole tech bubble was the same thing. 
But it's also, it's a, let's say, it's a red flag when you've got CEOs, you know, these founders showing up to, you know, major conferences and important meetings with their investors dressed like we are today. You know, it, it's like, How dare yeah, you, that, dare like you. that's oh. kind of a bad sign. It's like, I don't want to be too elitist, but, you know, oh, hey, man. when someone that's shows funny. up in a suit, they kind of look legit. When they show up in cargo shorts and, and a hoodie and a backwards baseball cap, it's just like, do I really take this guy seriously? You know, maybe he's got some like ego issues here. It just, yeah. You know what bums me out, Matt, is that, it, okay, when Doug Chia is going to be betting on his beloved uh, Yankees this summer, he, he can see right there, Aaron Judge, you know, has a hangover, is not playing. It's, it, it'll tell you everything you need to know. When you invest in a company run by a, a founder who has complete control of the shares, that you don't even know this. Like, how do you even figure that out? Why is everything so hidden? Why, shouldn't we have a way of identifying these companies that really aren't public companies in the first place? Are you saying that somebody needs something like board, board saver metrics? Absolutely. <laughs> that was the worst pit. That was literally the, the worst. People deserve to know, Matt. That was a pretty unique guy. It was weak. That was weak. Doug. That is the end of the game. And you, our final score was 50% idiot and 50% ignorant. And that is based on zero calculation I? that I I'm did. Idiot, um, Damien is an idiot. Doug wins. Doug, you are unlike, <laughs> unlike your Yankees, you're a winner, Doug. Oh, oh, dude, oh notice you didn't wear your Montreal Expos hat today, okay? That's <laughs> well, there. That's <laughs> true. That's then true. Again, then again, that franchise has won a World Series more recently than the Yankees have, so, so shame on me. <laughs> that is Doug Chia, our governance expert, fancy expert for the day, executive chair, founder of Soundboard Governance. If you want to find him, go on social and find him. We are free float. We do all the things that Doug does better than us, just worse than he does. And I have no succession plan. So go there. Zero succession plan. It's a dual class company, baby. You're like, that's all we got. There's one class. It's called me. One class of shares called the Doug class. <laughs> Invest in the Doug class of shares. Come back to us tomorrow. We're, yeah. We'll be here forever. <laughs> Doug, join us again sometime soon. Until Anytime. then, goodbye. All right. Thanks for having me.